0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: People are talking, talking about people. Hear them whisper, you won't believe it. They think we're lovers, keep undercover, I just ignore it. They keep saying they laugh just a little too loud, stand just a little too close. We stare just a little too long. Maybe they're seeing something we don't darling give them something to talk about something welcome tax to, to grind the fucking hardcore podcast i'm patrick
0: i'm bob fucking tom
1: yeah that's right aggressive
0: yeah <laughs> hold on podcast. let me be
1: the guy in a movie hardcore yeah all right <laughs> dick Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yo,
2: okay, hey, we got two things to issue before we even get into the ads today. We have two. What's it called when you have to make a correction in a newspaper?
1: Uh, Memento Mori.
2: No. Tom, help, help, help. <laughs> um, Corrections. Corrections uh, and omissions. I don't omissions. No, okay. It's, right?
1: it's not omissions. No, it's not. Um, well,
2: two apologies. One, apology to everybody who follows us on Twitter for seeing the picture of Rivers Cuomo cosplaying as the worst human alive. Yeah, that wasn't right. With a, am sorry. Yeah, the people were really, really bumming on that. So sorry to expose you all to that. That was Yo, our re- friend
0: Kevin from Seattle that posted it. So, um, Shout out, Kevin, I'd for like both to share making some, some, a the yeah.
2: world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, redaction, right? Redacting. Redaction. Um, there we go. So uh, And Tom, to Tom. Tom, we thought you only beat Patrick fifty-six hundred to five hundred mm. in the yeah. Jeopardy. Turns out, uh, turns out I won. Game. Turns out you didn't. You didn't win, Patrick. But uh, lyrically speaking, for three hundred, Dagnassi would tell you this makes the world look better. Tom, you answered twelve ounces of courage. I was like, no, it's, that's it's forty ounces of cor- courage. Um, What's interesting is that you were right, but I also was not wrong. Uh, The answer is 12 Ounces of Courage if you are listening to Can I Say, which makes the world look better. But if you were a little bit crazier and listened to Field Day, Peter Courtner would tell you that 40 Ounces of Courage, yeah, and I'm feeling fine. So, Tom, you actually have won 5,900 to 500. Shout out. Yep, that's it. So Congratulations. I, don't, I
0: don't like I Next don't like that, that much.
2: Sorry, Patrick Uh we have been we've gotten a lot of requests to find new competitors for both of you. It's sort of like, hey, let's let's get Tom in the accelerated program and maybe some remedial classes for Patrick.
1: You know, I'm I'm not so, really easy to, I'm not easy to offend, but we're we're getting there. <laughs>
2: you, <laughs> got, you know what? I just think I think it's weird because you're a smart dude. You're quick, quick with the word, quick with the tongue, but something frees you up on the stage with this.
0: I mean, yeah. I think I just really—it's like it's like when you're coming out, like you know, early, like late '80s Tyson. Like oh. I already got you beat before you even step in the ring. So
2: mm-hmm. we need to find your advantage. We need Holy a couple
0: knows. of tomato cans, as they used to call
2: them. <laughs> yeah, for Pat. I, I do like, need really a couple of tomato
0: up. cans. All right, you All know right. what I mean? mean? Like a couple of like, um, you know, maybe a Buster Douglas. Who might just you know fuck around and knock you out? But I think so. You know, if, I'm coming out if, there. I got like the fucking towel with the head my with the slot cut so I can wear it over my head like
2: Tyson. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got a fucking video game out. I got a gold tooth. I'm just not. So people
2: if you're t- Mike Tyson, '89, what is Patrick? Tommy Morrison. Um, Jesus. Chuck Wetner. Okay. Chuck Wetner early. Wetner. Um,
0: he was. He always would get beat up by like Muhammad Ali, but apparently like he would bleed like on contact.
1: Okay.
0: He was just like a. He was a big time bleeder.
1: That's that's what I'm known for. Maybe
0: or so a, I'm trying to So here's
2: here's how it goes. Tyson loses to
0: Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas
2: loses to Holyfield. I believe yes. so. Holyfield holds it for a while. Loses to Rick Bowe. Yes. Rick And Riddick Bowe, man, that dude, big, nasty, big dude, nasty. Big. Dude. He just had those. I think he had a big left that just like. Because he was a tall, I feel like that dude was like six seven. He was a monster. We need to figure out how to build Pat up. As I said last week, dude's looking healthy. We need to figure out maybe maybe this is the only reason you need to move back to Albany's the the boxing gym.
0: That's it. Running I mean, the cat skills it. with Customato. you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we need okay. to build PK up. Uh, competitors, put you, uh, shoot your shot. We'll see if you can uh, play a game on to grind. Uh, really quick. Thank you to our sponsors, Death Wish Inc., Closed Casket Activities, the two we're going to focus on today to live a lie and run for cover. Tom, you want to kick us off for Run for Cover?
0: Yes. Oh, wow. That was a big clap. Good claps. Thank you very much because I'm very um, I'm proud to make this um, announcement, which I think, oh no, um, we actually <laughs> announced this on um, Patreon. The Patreon that came out so right last week. Get on so the year, Patreon. Yeah. You would have known already. Um, so, uh, our 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 friends, our pals. Um, so, our earlier one of our earlier supporters, um, our pals, anxious, announced that they were signing to Run for Cover Records.
1: Um, Ooh!
0: Yes, big
1: very move. big. Shout out to shout move. out to both parties.
2: It's Sh- a perfect combination. Yo, yes. and uh, your new label mates, Patrick.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna nerd out for a second. I I would like to give respect. Uh, to run for cover. Obviously, they're a sponsor, so we try to I try to do right by them week week in and week out. But I've got a relationship with them. Uh, I've known Jeff and Tom for many years, but also like they now put out my records, and I'm grateful for them. So and they've built a a cool ecosystem of younger bands, a couple older acts. It's cool, and a couple of their acts have got gotten way big and i'm happy for everybody so uh hopefully the same uh proves true for anxious
0: um having heard so they just put out a single call from you a seven inch on run for cover with their Mm. impending record coming out um 2022
2: bob very very early 2022
0: and that's called greenhouse
2: uh little greenhouse little greenhouse yes sorry No, uh, and if anybody hasn't seen the 7-inch, it's limited to 500, so hopefully there's still some by the time you hear this. Um, The song rules. Oh, it's a really good one. So good. Um, Eight-panel board book, like kids' book style, with uh, artwork from illustrator Kelly Pousset, who uh, did the art for the album as well as the single. It is really cool. It is hand-done. If you look at it, it's actually – Um, paper that she cuts and she does stylizes it and then does high quality photography of it so when you look at the image you can see like oh it's got kind of like depth and stuff it's like yes because there's actually it's like cut it's actually cut and set up like not a diorama but almost like that incredible artist so people check that out Um, go to runforcoverrecords.com pre-order that 7 inch book if you still can there's a shirt up um, while you're at We're it, go support our boys and one step closer and get their uh, get their LP too because those are going to be some, Place you th- know. coming some out soon. Big records, October. No, is it? E- it's even before that. Uh, September 22nd. Yeah, that's a big 24th, one. 24th. I'm sorry.
0: Right.
2: Yo, uh, runforcoverrecords.com. Do it to it, guys. In the spirit of to live a lie, I'm going to be fast with this. Ooh. To com.
1: I can go hear the, the dr- I can hear the fast drums right now. <laughs>
2: Um, first thing i'm going to tell you is they have a no comply they live split five inch coming out
1: oh let's bring back irritating sizes this was very much belonged to that fast world for years yes and it fell out of favor and bring it the fuck back irritating sizes
2: they're bringing it back so uh keep an eye out for that don't think it's out yet if you're unfamiliar with either of those bands uh, seek them out. They Live especially holds a spot for me. Um, I discovered them a long time ago when a friend did Dead Alive Records and put out a split between They Live and Ruination. Uh, great band from Buffalo. I think No Complies really sick too. Um, so check that out. While you're over there, since you might not be able to get that yet, get the Slant One House LP um, released on Iron long Available in the To Live distro this record awesome fast hardcore but in the kind of like 80s fast way so it's not grinding or pulverizing it's just classic sounding hardcore to me so this record made a lot of people's top lists of the year so far so um get it while you can i think this is the second pressing it's it's an awesome record you need if you like faster hardcore anything from bossa strangler uh, even stuff like d c early discord stuff um I think about total fury a little bit when I think about this uh you need this l p so go to to dot com put this in your your basket, buy some other things, click out pay maybe using paypal maybe using something else i don't know and uh tell axa grand you.
1: Hell yeah
2: thank you yo guys how are you doing how are we feeling today?
1: million dollars
0: pat how are you feeling uh this is safe space man
1: okay i, I <laughs> had to do band promo photos today and it brings me down uh no dis- disrespect to the photographer who did a professional job was cool i just hate the exercise of it i'm sorry did you wear
0: the manscaped shirt
1: <laughs> i did not i it! i am sorry if I projected that onto... Well, I don't give a fuck what my bandmates... I'm your into. moody.
0: You're a moody artist. I'm you a, should look uh, moody, a moody artiste.
1: Here's the thing. I really try not to be. I really try to be the most normal sports center motherfucker when it comes to art. But like, they've been fucking...
2: But sometimes fucking. you end up Craig Kilborn, huh?
1: I, they've been trying me with this bullshit. I hate videos. I hate photographs. It, fuck.
0: Well, you're a good looking dude and you photograph well.
1: Yeah. I agree thank you both. But I just don't think that any living person gives a fuck. If our photograph is like, all right, no disrespect to Ian or the military gun, but like they took a photo that was just on, like their promo photo is just on the line of what I call AP magazine cover, which is mm. like too much of a, of a concept. You know what I'm saying? Black shirts, you
0: know, red tie kind of deal.
1: It not nah, like, like their their photo is them they're they're in a pool like half of them are seated in a pool, and
0: is there water with, in the pool
1: with their clothes on? Right now, it's a fine photograph. Is there it's, water. It's yeah, it's cool. It's but slint
0: already did that. You can't do that anymore. Water. Yeah, but this
1: out. this this it's, this is different. This is not like they're up to their their eyeballs. But <laughs> it. But here's the thing. All I'm saying is that one turned out all right. I think it looks good, but I think all that shit. It doesn't take much to to push you into that place where you're like, yo, why are you devoting this much concept to, to this, you know? And like, uh, you know, for a band that's all concept fucked up, I like wh- whatever the record is that's getting reissued. Get better is uh, reissuing
2: epics and minutes epics and minutes up.
1: epics and minutes has a perfect album art. It's perfect. It's a photograph of a band. It's simple it's, it's what I, th- th- that's what a photo of a band should be like. Just line up some assholes against the wall. Okay. There we go. You know what I mean? And th- I hate all the other shit. Like, I don't want to have to like, oh, like, like, okay, you hold the tiki glass and then you've got the blowtorch. I hate all that Can shit. Can I ask a
0: dumb question? Yes, please. For someone who's a little out of the game and might not have ever been in the game, If that. But while we, you know, as we discussed during the uh, pre-production <laughs>
2: point, our that. long, long pre-pro today, um, is
0: is there a market? Obviously, not a market for, but for lack of a better term,
1: yeah. is there
0: a market for actual promo photos? Like, if you're playing fucking Random Fest in you know the UK next year, wouldn't they just as likely put up a, a live photo of you than they would have like you schmucks against like a fucking tree branch?
1: No. Uh, so uh, it, 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 look, it's, I'm not going to pretend that anything makes sense. It's just, I think everything is perfunctory at this point where it's kind of, we do this because that's the way that we do this. You know, uh, we put up a, 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 a promo photo of the band because that's what we have always done. And somebody told us that we should continue. Like it's, I don't think there's much thinking because any normal person would agree that a band performing is a more dynamic and inviting image than a band statically staring at you. Anybody. And I hate live band photography too. So I don't got any stake in this. I'm just saying that let's just be rational. But anyway, at any rate, Ryan Graham, uh, he's in the band state champs. He's the one that did the photos. He's a cool dude. And I appreciated his patience with me while I was like, I wasn't, I don't think I could was radiating. Hey, I don't want to be here, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, like you know, like goofing and having a good time the way that my bandmates were because I was like, yo, I just put us against a wall. Take the fucking. You photo. weren't
0: putting on the, like the funny glasses or like you know. Oh no! I had on
1: one bandmate that was like that was like, yeah, let me try to do a flip over. Pat. I was like, uh, 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 just be fucking uh, just be look at the camera, and and then he's gonna press the button. He's calling
0: Archie Bunker.
1: Yeah, I feel like hey, Archie me Bunker.
2: Meadhead,
0: <laughs> me, yeah, just stand there, would you?
1: That's what I feel like.
2: Tom, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you feel like a frontline reporter on a burgeoning band war?
0: Oh, I do. I feel like I'm um, the scud stud. Remember back in the day when there was Mm -hmm. that one guy that was like reporting live from, you know, wherever.
2: Yeah. I'm Tom Sheehan. This is the drug charge explosion.
1: I'm making my band sick lately. They're big irritated. They're, they think Have I'm you like,
2: hung out with them since they got to LA? Uh,
1: I. We. Oh, you'll. I don't know if I should say this. Um, we.
2: <laughs> Here, mark the time. Okay.
1: No, I don't, I don't think we'll get. I'll speak vague enough that we won't get in trouble. <laughs> okay, um, good. And it, it was all on the up and up. I just don't know if somebody's like did us so much of a favor that it's not cool, you know? Um, uh-huh. we so our practice space is tiny and shared with, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like three other bands or whatever. Right. But sure. Uh, th- it, we needed a, a larger space to, uh, for our sound guy to try to figure out, okay, here's what we're going to do on the tour, et cetera. Right. So right, we yeah, a- checked
0: explosions. Yeah. Gotta, exactly. <laughs> but the that's, scrims, what's, that's, the, that's what's you know, funny. Right?
1: We We were in this large facility that does just that. It's a staging for pre tour. Like, okay, let's Amazing. dial this in. Right. And the, the other acts that were there—I'll be giving too much away if I say who it is. Literally, the biggest acts on the planet. Like one of them is—I would say—top three still performers in the world, right? And like, yeah, or in the, guitar or in the West. band. In the what? No, there's no. That's the thing. There are no guitar bands that are that big. So like, people were people were texting the dude that did us the favor, saying, "Yo, who's in eight right now?" Because we were the it's only. Like,
0: it's Beyonce. we
1: we're, we're the only ones making noise, like. But the other acts you know, like for anybody that doesn't know big acts typically do like staging days before they go out, they practice in a big room that accounts for like what it might be like to actually
0: be on that stage.
1: Yeah. As close as they can get to that. So like, you know, like if you've seen like a huge show, uh, there's a good chance that like, Oh, okay. The dancers were, everybody met up in this facsimile of a, (laughs) of a real venue. And we were in one of those places that costs many hundreds of dollars an hour, uh, if not a thousand, but uh, we, we, uh, we got it for much less as a, as a, on the arm sort of favor sort of thing. But the, uh, uh, it was a fun experience though, because it was like, you know, you've got like a huge rapper who just put out a record like next to us. And then across the way you have like iconic sort of terrible pop musician like but and then us right like just dudes playing guitar I'm singing terribly I haven't sung in a year and like (laughs) it's just
0: right they can't hear you themselves like yeah they have like probably $25,000 in ears
1: yeah oh definitely definitely you know what
0: I I bet forgot to plug in the monitor like
1: you know I bet my band and I would have to ask every time I die I'm pretty sure they're in the same well, as us, we, um, when we toured with them, I'm almost certain that this is right. They don't use in-ears, I think, even on big shows. I'd have to check that, but I'm pretty sure they don't. And uh, I'm trying to get my band to stay never, no in-ear monitors ever, no matter what the cost is. Like, I don't care if we're bad on a stage. <laughs> like I, I don't want to go over to them. I'd like to be a proper rock act uh, for the, our duration. of. Our- Do you
0: think that would be a problem for you? Uh, going, and I say that in all?
1: Going in-ear? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm being selfish. Yeah, it just
0: Yeah, cuz I feel like I, it, my own like if I heard what it actually sounded like, I'm nightmare, like, I, I, Tom. It's like watching yourself
1: mosh. It's like watching yourself have yep. sex from like nobody looks cool. No, it's like, <laughs> it's like watching yourself have sex from like from the a weird angle. Yeah, from like yeah. between like between your ass cheeks, you know? Like Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah. It, not it, great. Not, yeah, you don't
0: want to know what you look like. Right? No. You don't want to know what you sound like unless you're, you know, hitting every fucking note like you're, you know, whoever Pavarotti yeah, or, or somebody more current who can actually sing.
1: Yeah, when I, when I, uh, you know, I heard myself clearly once uh, and it was a terrible experience.
0: You don't know what to do. Like I, I've played so many shitty places that I'm like, wait a minute. Is that me. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Oh, why didn't you I have like to album. yell loud
0: enough that I can hear the music reverberate off the back of the VFW.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Listen, uh, hearing yourself when you're not actually a singer is, truly aggressive.
0: <laughs> it's, really- I mean, do you think it might change the way you sing and you might be more tuneful because you're not str- like, s- like uh, stressing or struggling as mm. much? Oh, you know I, what I'm saying? Like you're, you're yelling yes. in a, at a certain pitch because you have to be able to hear yourself. But if it's like directly into your ears, you might be like,
1: okay, so I've more I, of a crooner. I've said this before. Th- it, I, I, the worst thing that can happen to us on a tour is we go from like support slot, doing big rooms to a day off in like a VFW and Mm -hmm. obviously my bandmates love that because it's the type of show that we really have fun at you know yeah Mm -hmm. and uh I I would be on board for that but I've come to fear it because once you're once you become used to like if you do like 10 days in a row at like these big you become coddled you become coddled and you're not You don't know how to modulate your voice. Particularly, a a true non-talent like me doesn't know how to modulate to to where I'm not blowing my voice out, making an effort to hear myself at the underpowered PA. So then,
0: but you don't have like a certain like I feel like no matter what, like personally, like this is the level that I'm doing. Whether it's at like you know like fucking Webster Hall. Or like the fucking the someone's basement.
1: No, when I hear this is what I'm doing. When I'm able to hear myself for a bunch of days, and then I can't hear myself, I yell louder in an effort to hear myself. and then I I blow my voice every time we do a small show, and we're going to do it. I think we've got a couple days off on on uh, both the self defense and and the drug church tours. I'm sure we will fill those dates because we like. Is it for
0: fun or or you you just need money to keep the train rolling? If you don't I, mind me asking. I was always curious about that.
1: I don't. I don't mind you asking. We will say no. So, both bands really want to play. Uh, I'm usually the stick in the mud that will say, "Yo, day off's
0: not so bad." Yeah,
1: a day off is not so bad. Not but, so bad. But uh, certainly, when we were making no money, it was essential that we play. Every fucking right.
0: But like you're opening for fucking thrice. Like you don't need to play like a Monday night banger at a fucking. No, you
1: know. th- no, that's true. It, 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 shout out to thrice for taking uh, uh, care of us on this tour. It's, it's it, it was a nice offer, but the, 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 the point is you're right, Tom, except uh, first money is always nice. Right. Sure. And secondly, there is definitely something lost. And I think even like thrice, who's been playing on a big stage for many years now, I think they would, it, you know, those dudes came up Orange County hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they would love to
0: be able to play. They like
1: would love to shithole. do an underplay. You know what I mean? They would right, right. fucking love it. Because like. But they have employees. What's that?
0: They have employees. Yeah, oh, they probably just, yeah. it's not that easy for
1: them. No, no, no. They'd have to do like a residency. But like, it, 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 but what I'm saying is like small shows are more fun. There's no debate to that. Uh, And I like the experience of big shows. I think I think that's more challenging and interesting to me at this point in my life. But small shows are way more fucking fun. So like, sure,
0: yeah. Because I always see like, I'm sorry, like, you know, you see bands like, you know, like, you know, Code Orange, say, yep, Mm -hmm. they were doing like a shed and arena kind of tour, right? Yep, yep. But they're also playing like, hey, we're playing Fort Wayne, Indiana at the fucking, you know, the Brouhaha, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, is that like? you do you miss like do you want to get back in touch with your roots you're like yeah or are you like fuck i need this like i need to supplement the income from opening this big fest big tour uh i mean i'm just curious yeah i, I never knew like you know i've never done one of those that are like we could do an office day you know with with you know off a, an honest fest off day or like a big day out off day like that
1: well sometimes every
0: day was an off day for us
1: we, sometimes we make me like the big band correspondent but like my bands are not like certainly self-defense small band obviously but like Drug church, also small band, like we could use the money, you know what I mean? Like we could use money anytime that it's offered, <laughs> but like, but, sure. but really do we have to take it? Like, for example, we said no to some off day tour or off day shows on the, uh, drug church tour, uh, that every single person wanted to do. But if the drives make it so that we have to drive four hours after we play, it's, got I, into it. I just you say no. Right. Like
0: that, I don't blame you.
1: the The longest I'll go is two hours. We do not like. I personally refuse hard out at two a.m. If we are on the highway at two a.m., pull over. We're sleeping on the side of the highway. I will not drive after two p.m. or two a.m. for any fucking reason. So, like, if you if the drive becomes untenable in that way, I'm just like it's got to be a no, even if we wanted to. Um, so, by the way, shout out to all the uh, local promoters who make those offers. Anytime we can take them, we will. The only reason we pass is because of drives.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like one of your most talked about shows in the last bunch of years was that show at Edgeman.
1: Oh, shout out to Edgeman! Uh, right, that that show was really fun.
0: Like, I feel like that's like, and and the show that happened last week, which sounds like it was awesome with military gun. That was a. That sounded like it was a. a, a,
1: classic a classic seems show like it's doing repertoire. pretty great. Yeah. A classic. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh,
0: yeah, and I can't I mean, believe it ended with you and Ian swinging at each other. That's so fucked up.
1: Sometimes friends
0: fight. You so- know, sometimes brothers just got to work it out. You know? <laughs> exactly. Okay.
1: It
2: happens. Uh, um, you the- know, I think actually a lot of people, a lot of bands are kind of in that spot right now too, which is a funny thing to say, but like talking to a band who just did kind of a smaller run and they did fine, you know, like good, like good, sure, feel good, came home. And it was just the v- sound in their voice like, yeah, Got, the, you know, like, yo, we haven't had money f- in the band fund for a year and a half. Like, right. when we paid for merch, you know, Jimmy, the bass guy, fronted it. You
0: know? Right, right. right. We and we uh, Jimmy's dad. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was short, sort of that kind of feeling. So it is, uh I think right now people are kind of excited to get back to that groove. Um, we don't need to belabor it. We talked a little bit about it. Everybody, uh, you know just stay healthy so so we can see live music again i guess you know like it feels nice um but yeah it's it's all right i think i think we will uh, report back from the scenes of the impending band wars uh but i think i think right now we're in a safe space
1: so yeah we're doing all right
2: all right all right all right, all right. um guys you want to talk about hardcore
1: yeah please yeah, yeah why not yeah, sure you know Yo, can I, can I, we're let, say, let me go. say, a hardcore thing. Uh, do it.
0: You stab me in the back. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Thank you. thought you were a friend. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, i I talk about articles of faith on here, but in this weird way where we go, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good band. And, but, uh, not enough bangers and they don't enter the conversation that we have about negative approach. They don't enter the conversation we have about minor threat. We've talked about yeah, this. No, like, no, no. just kind of like a thing, you know? And I say, oh, but actually, you know, that, that second uh, part of their discography is really quite good. I, I like it better, but it still doesn't stick to the ribs in a way. So sure. uh, I just have been listening to the first part of the discography for the last few days. And you know when something will just catch you and you're like, holy shit. It is exceptionally well played, fuck, exceptionally good. Uh, yes. Proto emo core hardcore. And it is uh, 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 like the the only thing that that band doesn't have is a true fucking hit. That's the like o- one classic song. Yes. That's the only thing they don't have. And like, yep.
0: although people might be, might be yelling at their, their phone you right they're you know what assholes
1: our, our thousand listeners from chicago can just go to hell so it, it is uh i
2: like chicago so <laughs> i think you got a bad attitude patrick yeah,
1: well listen <laughs> so i just want to remind people that if you if you are like a person that likes 80s hardcore but you you are currently you kind of are in the bonafide classics space like so many of us are with 80s hardcore sure. articles of faith deserve that they they really do and i know that they
2: they're a very good band they're a very good band they're, they're, a give, good band. they're given and they, lip
1: they, service even by us sometimes but the, the the it's it's there if you're listening it's there yeah
2: i it's interesting to me because they did their discovery got reissued kind of on the early side of stuff um but it was in the CD era and yeah. whatever and it's not that visually appealing at to all you really know at all, at all. <laughs> and i remember it and being like oh this is really good but but it got slid into the like perfunctory listens when in fact it's got some really like really good material and um it's a great answer to okay outside of the like Midwest big boys, and by big boys I don't mean Texas. I yeah. mean, but Midwest heavy hitters of negative approach necros, meat men, who's cadu, yeah, yeah, naked raygun, and who's N- cadu N- 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 R- naked Ray Gun starts sliding into a different space to me. But sure. you know, outside of those bands, what else is there? Articles of faith is like a straight up, like should get mentioned in the next breath after you go negative approach necros.
1: Yeah, or, I would. I would say uh, you know, fix, ultimately better than ultimately better than necros. So no, take no that for whatever, Not even close. Take that for whatever it's worth. But
2: you need a, you need to re-listen to uh, Conquest for Death, um, which is a hard one because it's not on streaming. That's true. And I think if it was on streaming in any form, uh, that would be celebrated. Like to me, if somebody goes, "Hey Bob, Tied Down or Conquest for Death." I'm staring at you. See, for a now while.
1: I think you're crazy. <laughs> now yo, I think you, I mean, you've lost it. Dude, uh
2: God, listen, swinging on
1: everybody right now.
2: Dude, it's it's a great record. Anyways, we're gonna talk about that later in the next couple of months. How about that? Hmm. Um Yo, that was a good segue because you know, um, when we kind of try to come up with ideas and topics and things to talk about, um it's usually fun and we try to frame it in a fun way. And this time we get a lot of people who say, hey, you guys don't talk about this enough. You don't talk about that much. That's okay. Like We we kind of like that. It's good. It's good checking, checks and balances, all that stuff. Yeah, I we, want, I'm with Tom. can take it or leave it. Well, well, you know what? The correct answer from <laughs> us is thank you for listening. That's so, a
0: fact. Oh, absolutely.
2: I'm not worried absolutely. about it. Um, so today's topic is nobody's talking about. And that's where we're gonna go that's the complete this sentence, and uh, I encourage you to think about this as we go through ours and the you know the idea out of my head was hey, nobody's talking about and it could be anything it could be a band I've got a couple bands could be something that's happening now could be something that's happened over time could be you know stupid hat whatever um, but I thought this was a fun place to start because we also have the idea of like we know the way conversations travel now. Sometimes we're stuck in a little bubble. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who didn't hear about this whole, like, uh, Youth of Today weird controversy uh, a few weeks ago where where people thought 88 equals HH equals nonsense. Some people don't hear about that, and maybe they're better for it.
1: Uh, Some decidedly, yeah.
2: Right, right, right. And, and so, you know, may, maybe... You didn't see the meme video from last week. But but then maybe we didn't catch that conversation y'all were having about X. So what I wanted to say is, yo, I don't hear anyone talk about this. Um, I was thinking about it. And do you guys mind if I kick it off? Please go. I was thinking about this while I listened to a band I've loved for a very long time. And I literally never hear anyone talk about it. Nobody's talking about the Buzzcocks.
1: Hmm. No, that's true.
2: I I don't think you don't hang they, out with a lot of 50 year old. <laughs> well, well. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I think they get swung it that way. But when I listen to their music, even compared to a lot of like, like okay, where do, where do you place them? You put them in between like punk, power pop, kind of that rock and stuff they're not 77 punk. They're not like pogo stuff. No, they're not like spiky punk stuff. They're, they're more on the rock side, but they're not totally the clash, you know, like, no, they're more the clash they're,
0: and sham 69. Or, yeah. No, no, no I, you
1: know? honestly, I, I hear more new wave in them than I do like any type of, I mean, it's to me, it's a Same. million miles away from sham 69.
2: 100%. And I feel like I hear a lot more new wave in them. And it's a band who I got into early And I always loved, and it was always this weird band. Who you know, handful of my friends really liked them. And like, I don't know, when we were kid, Tom, are you a big Buzzcocks guy or not? Or like, meh, whatever.
0: Medium. I mean, like, but but
2: you know, at least two songs. Like, you know, "Ever Fall in Love."
0: Yeah, and like, what do I get?
2: Right. Yes. 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 Can I touch it?
0: Why can't I touch it? I I bought like the the great whatever the fuck. Like singles going
2: steady. Yeah, you you have singles going steady. That's it. Which is like to be honest, like I like more than that. But if you just had that, I'm not mad at anyone who just says that's all I needed. You know, um, another music in a different kitchen. I like. I like a lot. I like a lot of their records. But singles going steady. Even if someone stops there, I feel like that's a really awesome record. That on a recent re listen. Doesn't feel like I'm teleporting to a different world. Like I'm, it's still vibrant. It still has this energy. The song, Something's Gone Wrong Again. I'm like, yo, this is palpable and. 18 plus this could be an introduction point for people who are into hardcore or into punk nascently to go into the next to check out new wave or check out punk more so because there's a lot of energy and personality on it and i haven't talked to a living soul about the buzzcocks i don't know uh i mean shout out to my boy mike shaw from mind force who hit me up when when i posted uh that i was listening to it but
0: a man of very taste 100%
2: 100% great tastes, but but I, th- I think this is a band who has tracks on tracks, but don't get mentioned in almost any conversation, and certainly in the hardcore world, I don't think get any love. Am I wrong?
0: No, no you're 100% right. Zero love. I mean, I saw them within the last five years, I think. Okay. They played Asbury Park. They played oh, okay. um, Punk Rock Bowling.
2: So so that is the only little corner where I could see, and I'm not they talking fit. about, yeah, like punk rock bowling or whatever, and it's like the aged punk category, and that makes me bitterly sad in a way, not because, yo, here, let me say, aged punks everywhere, let me put a big banner over my head, we share more in common with our musical taste than I do with 90% of the rest of the world. I, I love you, I love your taste, I just don't love the aged punk vibe. Can I say that? You know what I mean? It's like, fair. yo, if, yeah. if you're 60 and you're like rocking a spike collar and you got a dog, I'm
1: bummed. Like, well, I'm bummed. Hold, hold on, Bob. I, I'm, <laughs> you know that I'm 90% on this and sometimes can be 110 to the point that I'm alienating some of our listeners, but like I'm with Tom that the versus battle from the locks and dipset did, yeah. did, put anybody that saw it in the mindset that you can grow old gracefully, gracefully, and true it, it uh i it was actually really interesting watching so nostalgia makes us all a little sick we can only deal with it in a tiny dollop even though I was just talking about articles of faith for half an hour but the, but the uh, <laughs> there's
0: no nostalgia to that for you though
1: no no zero for me that's true zero it's
0: like almost a new band
1: that's just old <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> right. right that's right
0: not, it's not like oh when I was a kid
1: <laughs> yeah you're right so uh but what was fascinating about it was at least the energy I saw Tom tell me what you experienced was it was older people who felt some pride in it and had a good time with it and, okay. felt, and felt like, but, but here's the difference is what I'm trying to say is that, um, it wasn't, and this is not a terrible vibe, everybody. I just get weird. I'm a, I become touchy about weird things. I don't like when people's I- I exclusive experience with music after the age of 30 is when they go to a wedding, yelling, oh. yelling, this is my jam! Oh. Before, oh. Drun- before drunkenly dancing to a song that they liked from when they were oh. nineteen. Now, oh. I don't like that. That but, yeah, do what right. do Correct. what works for you, but I don't love it. So, what I'm saying is that's not what that versus was. What that verses turned out to be was uh, the actual victory of craft over like less effort. But it, it was. It was just a nice moment and it got me thinking like, yo, some people are dismissive of kind of that punk rock bowling energy, you know, which has like quite a number of legacy acts as well as some younger ones. Correct. But when I saw Sick of It All there, I had as good a time as when I've seen them, you know, like like at a show show.
2: Well, so that's the experience part. Well, the experience part, I think people need to give more credit to. Because I think at those events, a lot of people are there for having fun and having a good time and putting things aside. What I hope isn't getting lost is also enjoying stuff that maybe you haven't heard before, right? Because because I'm saying to you, Patrick, you made the, the comparison of going to a wedding and being like, this is my jam. That experience is some dude at punk rock bowling for push too far. Yes, This is my jam. And we don't want that, right? We think that's lame as fuck.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, as people that are still engaged by music, and l- everybody, you don't gotta, this is a thing that I think, like, former, like, really involved punks struggle with.
2: Yes, yes, preach right now.
1: You don't, as you get older, there is no law or obligation that you've gotta be involved. It's simply, like, that doesn't mean you have to disengage, right? No, like, I'm not asking you to book sh- shows that lose money into your forties. <laughs> you know I, mean? like I wouldn't make that request of you. Some of it's, you have children. <laughs>
2: you know I mean? you know, and and Tom can speak to this too. I think it's been one of our, a thing we've talked about since jump, but we haven't talked on it in a minute. The it's okay not to drink. Sure, Yo, it's okay to engage with this music scene, <laughs> music in general, the world, art, as you can or as you please there's no yeah. there's no yeah. rules to it there's nice things to do like i've said it's it's like yo enjoying this stuff is what probably matters the most if you take something from it fantastic if you don't well okay you really like weird loud banging music you know that's cool too but but engage on your own terms and feel no shame in that and as you get older if that changes or however you grow as you grow, if that engagement changes, you should feel no shame or feel distant. Don't don't be bothered. Engagement changes as time goes. Anyone in any sort of relationship with another person, job, or activity has to acknowledge that, right?
1: Yeah. You sure. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, uh, soapbox. Right. Um, I feel like Buzzcocks had a minute in the early early aughts. Okay. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Um oddly enough we were, we were referring to this earlier. Um Thursday did a Buzzcocks cover for a Tony Hawk um mm. soundtrack.
1: Mm. I don't
0: know if you guys remember that. Like Fall Out Boy doing GB, like all these different um bands doing old punk songs. And then I don't know if everybody remembers this, but like um uh, uh dude from Carry On Ryan George went on yeah went on to fuck the rejected the something oh, the adored yes. the adored the adored full mod punk buzzcocks worship.
2: yes and i don't think it quite nailed it no no diss to the adored i haven't revisited in a long time but also i think even just being mentioned the same sentences the buzzcocks has to feel good
0: that was the vibe though yeah like, yeah like oh Simpson yeah you're not wrong fucking, you're not yeah.
2: wrong um yo So that's one of the things I I thought about while listening. I'm glad you brought it up, Patrick, is the idea of nostalgia value versus just like listening to it. I do have nostalgia for my personal experience with Buzzcocks. But when I was listening to it, I'm like, yo, these are tracks. These are just good songs that I can say stand the test of time, feel like they stand on their own. And I'm like, yo, they don't get any any convo in any of the circles i swim in and i hope there's a world that talks about them that isn't just people who have that nostalgic value i I think they're a band who it's like yo there's plenty old punk bands get name checked on this that and the other this band there's few other stiff little fingers is another one who i don't think gets name checked very often i think we've done it here actually but but buzzcocks deserve a lot of that and and i don't see it so Uh, This is my plea to you. Nobody's talking about the Buzzcocks, and I think you should.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off that with a small one that we don't got to go into forever. It's just a band from that era that uh, I think every, literally every hardcore musician could learn something from, uh, and that is The Jam. Uh, Yeah. uh, I I went from... uh, this is the Bethlehem public library of uh, the suburbs of Albany, New York. Uh, me taking uh, CDs out of the local library. Uh, and that's how I became familiar with music. And uh, then obviously you do the, um, what was it? The, uh, the, be- uh, the, the, this, the, the, when they would mail, you'd buy like 10 CDs for 10 cents. What was that? Columbia house. Columbia house. Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you. <laughs>
1: um, I was like random house. I said, no. Um, so, <laughs> Uh,
2: Did you, you did the scam where you got the 10 CDs for a penny and then never ordered again?
1: Of course. Of course. So, uh, which everybody, that sounds like, oh, terrible business model. It should just illustrate how the the economies of scale on CDs eventually bring the cost down to such that you can literally pay for shipping and send them out and lose money on 80% of that business and still make money. It doesn't
2: matter. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't
1: matter. So, anyway, uh, I went from uh, the Pogues, which I had heard. And sorry, everybody, this is so fucking boring. The uh, the Pogues I heard in Fantico Comics. Uh, the metalheads shout out Fantico. Fa- shout out to Fantico. The metalheads there. The only thing that they could play that like they wouldn't they were metalheads, but they wouldn't play metal because it's alienating. So uh, they had
2: to find something else to play in the store. Exactly.
1: So they would talk about the Pogues a lot. I went and saw it at the library. I got excited, checked it out. One of my favorite bands for 10 years. I then from there got into the clash uh, from the clash. uh got into, then went to the jam, then stiff little fingers. Uh, really. If you were going to go musically, you'd go uh, uh, from the clash to uh, stiff little fingers. And then the, if, if that makes more sense, musically, but, right. whatever. but point is uh, the jam, right? Without question in all of guitar music, the best bridges are, Bar none. I don't care what anybody says. And uh, they are, by all young person uh, polling that I can see, non-existent. And this is a band that was big as shit, a real fucking force. guitar music, particularly in England at the time. And uh, we're not talking about some of the sub stiff little fingers material, like bands that kind of like people will tell you that you have to love. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Th- this is like a true great band and I don't see anybody talk about them. So that's, that's just one to, that's just, no, one yo,
2: to talk Tom about. co-sign this with me. The jam had a moment, uh, probably similarly in the early two thousands.
0: Yeah, pro- I mean, probably around I mean, that same time.
2: In the hip world, yes, the mod thing, uh, the early Williamsburg. And like, yo, he, I I have to say, I was so turned off. I was so turned off because I hadn't checked them out. But it was know, like a,
0: a song. I know that's entertainment.
2: But, oh, it's a great song. Um, but then years later, it was like, okay, my weird bitter pill has, has subsided. And they're fucking excellent
1: excellent, excellent
2: band. band excellent to me um just like <clears throat> if you're searching for something that you're not hearing in music and you care about songcraft or just you like to listen to something and pick it apart the jam is an incredible band to do that with
1: that's a fact hey can i ask you guys a question do you think that of course. The, do you think that the clash is I know this sounds crazy. Do you think crass killed the clash in the same way that, uh, like 50 cent killed Ja Rule? Like, no, w- what I mean by that is you render somebody uncool, right? Like you say, th- this is crass, it's not, not the, clash. the clash. And like, it, it's it, like, I think the clash have become the lamest thing in the world to kids. Mm-hmm. But I also think they were always lame. And that was understood but the songs are there. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I'd be out on a limb, but The Clash is a way better band than, than Crass.
1: Oh, oh I mean, come on. Three, three of three in this
2: room are, like, you know, are like, taking like, The Clash over like, Crass. remotely yeah. close. No, but listen. But it, I think you're not wrong, Pat, that to a punk, to a punk kid, especially of our vintage, but then you go yeah, a few years yeah. later, you know what I mean? Like,
0: Clash seems, is classic rock at this point. It is, yeah. Well,
2: and even in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like... You're rocking the Casbah, yeah. If you're 13, it's okay if you have a class shirt and like stupid hair. But right the kid, way. the the kid with the ass patch and the crass shirt is like, yo, f- you ain't punk, yeah. And then you're like, oh, am I not? Oh, I don't. Oh,
1: hey, this guy he's that not like wrong. Says says something about yeah. Me.
2: You know, uh, crying babies, screaming babies. Oh, you're like, oh, good point. Good point. Um, yes, you're in a way. Crass killed the Clash, but in a bigger way, the Clash became what they always wanted to be, and it just didn't line up with the, you know, the rejection of commercialism as seen as a, like, as an archetype as opposed to kind of, like, commentary and discourse discussion like i think the clash always wanted to be exactly as big as the clash got you know
1: yeah of course these these the punk rules didn't actually exist it's fucking codified since then but 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 here's the thing if you can power to our listeners who might think the clash is like fucking sub U two in terms how corny it is uh if you can power through uh, rage against the machine like the like the kind of um let's say uh inconsistencies that you might find uh the Clash, uh, it's it's great music. It, it, there's some truly great Clash songs.
2: So if you like Rancid?
1: What's I that? Like the
0: Clash? If you like Rancid,
1: yes.
2: I mean, yeah. I, I think I mean, if you like any going for sort Joe of, Strummer. I think if you like any sort of melodic punk, you should give an honest listen to at least three Clash records. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're not, yeah. Anyway, London
0: Calling is a fucking punk classic.
2: If you can listen to that, I agree. I, I love London Calling a lot. Yeah, uh, it's a great record, Tom. What is nobody talking about?
0: Well, I was going to do it as a joke first because I feel like when this is on like Instagram or Twitter, it's like, how is nobody talking about? And then it's like turnstile or like a band. <laughs> like, you know, everybody's yes. talking about it. What are you talking about? Like, It's like one of those. It's like, why isn't anyone talking about turnstile? And then I'd have like an infographic of six, six different things of why you should learn about turnstile. <laughs> um, um, to me, all right. So going out on a limb. And I think like <sighs> – this gets more talk here than in hardcore at large why isn't anybody talking about youth crew uh i have the genre is dead
1: uh, no tom i've got a much bigger question that ties into that it bob if you have an answer on deck for what tom just asked go in otherwise i'm going to expand what he said and make it my entire thesis (sighs) for tonight
2: i do so. I'll give it, but I would I would like to reserve the right to respond whatever crazy shit you're going to say too. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I just don't think it's as prevalent as it once was. Tom, and I don't that think was the go to for yeah. fast hardcore.
2: It was the go to for hardcore. for fastball pitch hardcore kids as their their fast hardcore gateway. Right, like right. it's a little faster. So once you get past the like classics, early '80s classics, what else is there? Well, there's the late '80s stuff that canonized that, which is the Youth Crew. You know like okay after minor threat and negative approach and dys and ssd uh and you know black flag and circle church where right. where do i go oh the well, sometimes happens records in the
0: reverse i feel like people find absolutely the people and then go backwards and that's i think more it's often.
2: i think it's um i think i think you're totally right i think any point after 1995 that's the more common route for sure and and i have to believe that in the late 80s that that happened too you know um I, yeah, think I mean, Ray brought antidote
0: and negative approach and stuff to,
2: to right to the to a lot of like- to a lot of suburban dudes with nice haircuts, houses. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So nobody's talking about the youth crew. You're totally right. It's partially because there's no bands currently as a torchbearer. Like I'm saying, like yo statement. Maybe mindset was the last youth crew band, and I'm saying youth crew. You know, you guys know. I don't love the term youth crew as a genre thing, but y- but it's we all know easy. what we're talking about. We all know what sure. we're talking about. So it was mindset before them. The first step before the first step, you had the late '90s kind of floor punch, hands tied in my eyes, ten yard fight etc fast break and, and you can pull those apart by the way you listen to 10 yard fight it sounds a lot more like the new age records than it does yeah. <laughs> uh, anything on 80s rev Um, and I mean before that in the early 90s yeah. there wasn't Shotdown was there yeah right there there weren't that was you're right mid 90s you got some of those bands the like cornerstone 2 you throw in there like they're like and, and mouthpiece was holding this thing but when you listen to their sound it's not totally there but they obviously loved that stuff you know I think there's bands now who love Youth Crew stuff, but aren't doing that. There's a couple they're not doing the
0: cosplay.
2: They're not right. one. They're not doing the look. Two, the sound that they go for, maybe they're going the next step beyond it. Right. So, like one step closer. Ooh, one step closer is a good example where Turning Point influence is bringing in a little more melody. People aren't doing the Turning Point seven inch. They're doing the Turning Point LP. Two. Look at the bands champion, not a youth crew band, but started in that space.
0: Yeah, they were chain band,
2: chain right, and then grew, grew and betrayed, not a youth crew band sonically, but had that oh. carried that energy, you know, one of that. And I think there's bands out there, think the time and pressures of the world, rejection packed. Um, there's bands out there, dare, straight edge bands, all these like fast, straight edge, hardcore bands, yeah, who aren't doing youth crew been doing variants of the stuff that followed that. Was down to nothing a youth crew band? Fucking no. No. But they loved all that stuff. They loved the energy and they were like, yo, let's take that and just hype it up more. Locking out stuff. Mental wasn't a youth crew band but they loved all that stuff. That would be primary influences. Same thing, Righteous Jams. You know, um, like Justice, the early material. Yeah. Um. So you just look around and see that it isn't... It just um, isn't as prevalent. It's,
0: it, it was a thing for 30 years. For
2: a long time, and it just you know, isn't there. And you don't it kinda hear... And, and you just yeah. don't hear people talk about it like they do. Patrick, go in, homie.
1: Here's the unifying theory. People aren't talking about youth crew because they're not talking about genres. I think that genres are... Because that my first thought was exactly... I what, disagree. Uh, you just okay we'll get there my my first thought when tom's uh, like i had the same thought tom did when when we talked about this exercise for this episode of the podcast i thought okay i'll start big genres what genres aren't people talking about and i thought of every single genre and i was like oh that's because people aren't talking about genres right now like like even okay what about metalcore i don't hear people talking about metalcore as metalcore anymore what about power violence? Uh, okay, hold on.
0: Like Crew is the only one that's got an elbow grindcore.
1: Out.
2: No, I, I, I will say this. I think, Patrick, you need to amend it because you're you on to something, but what people are talking about genres are being uh, minimized. They're not as divisive. Into the extremes. I well, think that you're no. seeing extremes as being like, oh, like that's more, that's metalcore, or things are in the direction of but a lot of things are in the the quagmire there's things that fall in the 10% to the over here 10% over there and in the quagmire there's a lot of gray but you hear less conversation of a genre stuff let me, i let me still you, think i still think there's genre combo i
1: i yes. let me give you an example of how i think this would have been different at a different time denver uh a lot of music out of denver right now right tons uh who, and who's working out there? Convulses out there. Convulse is right? records. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and shout out to Youth Attack, who did a bunch of stuff, and I think still is doing some stuff from there too.
1: Okay, that's right. Here's what I see as different. If this was the what what era was that? The early 2010s, and that was going on, that would be the most insulated, ex, like exclu, what do you call it, elite.
2: Sure, sure. Yep. The exclusionary vibe.
1: Exclusionary vibe that was making an effort to differentiate itself and say, no, we're the, we're raw punk. We're, we're we're the real deal. We're whatever. Sure. Okay. That is not, and listen, I'm not on the ground in Denver. I avoid Denver. But
2: it's, it's not the, it's not the energy you you pick up from any of that. And you look at at what Convulse is doing. I mean, honestly, you look at what any of these bands are doing. They're, that is the, if not the one of the very tippy top centers of fast hardcore right now. Sure. But uh, that's crazy. Th- that's oh,
1: crazy. I mean, for sure.
2: And also to speak to genre, not all those bands sound the same.
1: No, does any? Hey, if you're in Denver on the ground right now, tell us what's going on. Do you guys just have like three really good drummers? Is that what's going on? Like, because that's typically (laughs) the the foundation for like, I
2: I think that they have, yo, you know what is funny? I would bet they have, and this will sound like nothing, but also to you, Patrick and you, Tom, you know what this means. I think they have between five and 10 hyper motivated people.
1: It goes a long way.
2: Who know how to play instruments or know how to do this or that, or, or know how to put out records or know who to do whatever. And who are building this crazy thing? And you look around and see, like, oh my god, there's all these bands. There's the festival convulse is doing, and I guess it's is it September or October? I mean, regardless, it looks it looks really good, Um, and uh, and that shows how much difference a small group of motivated people can make, and what an impact it can make. Like yo, military gun, not a Denver band, but it's doing stuff on convulse because. They're doing cool shit. Drill Sergeant. I think they're a Philly band. Punitive Damage. Vancouver. Uh, I know a couple other things. They got gel. They just did a tape with them from New Jersey. This is like they're making, they're making their th- thing a thing just by
1: doing cool shit, you know? I mean, cool shit is the, the defining. Uh, I mean, you, we all acknowledge that there's got to be some support from the cool kids still like that's still a phenomenon in hardcore unfortunately like it, it's not merely enough to do cool shit you got to like strike still high school. you got to strike with the yeah. right person but cool shit is job one so yeah there's no doubt that they're doing a lot of cool shit out there but
2: but do you, I want to say I think there's
1: more people
2: with different types of ways of of influencing and with different skews on it I think the the cool kid tables there's more cool kid tables now Oh I agree with you know that. what I mean Agree with like, that. Like, I think there was the in the way this sometimes gets talked about. It's like, okay, here's the ten tables in the high school to go meme on everyone, and it's like, which table are you sitting at? And I think at one point it would be like, well, table one is all the cool kids, right? But it's like, nah. Like, some people think table one's the cool kids. Some people think table three. Some people take table five. Everybody think table six is a bunch of assholes, except those three kids who are obsessed with it. You know what I mean? So, so I think that that has helped. But it also has changed the way genre is because I think there's a lot more open minded people because a lot of people are doing the thing where they go, "Hey, I got access to everything. I don't need to just listen to these ten records that I own. You know these are the best records of this whole world, and maybe I'm a little bit more open minded than I would have been fifteen years ago, you know sure, but so I don't know you, I, you know, know that's that's big thought, but
1: using the example, like obviously, I'm sure we can find examples going the other way. Do you, uh, Tom, I'd like to hear where you're coming from now that you, th- th- like you guys are still all in that genre is, is still a heavy topic.
0: I still tend to think that, that it is, it's not as divisive and it's not like, you know, if you listen to this, you're not really likely to listen to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I still think it exists. I mean, I think, you know, like, like the nineties are a fucking genre. That's true. <laughs> there's a trust and ferret genre. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, like Bob said, power violence has made a fucking huge comeback.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: huge comeback. I mean, to to the extent that, like, like Visual Justice Center is like probably one of the biggest ten, the ten biggest power power violence bands ever. Nothing. And they're they're one of
2: the bigger bands right now in hardcore. You know what I mean?
0: That, you know what I'm saying though. But like, yep. if you think about it, like that was such kind of like a niche, a huge niche, but it was pretty niche. Like now, it's like. The dude that's buying the God's Hate record is also ordering the fucking Regional Justice Center record, while the kid who's ordering the Hate Breed record was not necessarily ordering the fucking you know the Spaz record or whatever the fuck.
2: Yeah. No, I I, I think it's interesting. I think that uh, I agree with a lot of what Tom said. I think it's still a conversation, but I think it's a less divisive conversation. I think it's something that when I think about the way we talk about stuff, sometimes I'm I'm. Uh, reflective that I don't want us to be adding to this need to categorize things, you know, like I understand why people do that. I do it myself. Sometimes you don't want to be the person who's like, Hey, we got to pigeonhole this over here or there. Genre is good for exposure and encouragement. Right. And, and for people who are trying to understand what they're listening to and, and maybe this will help them find more. But on the flip side, genre serves as a, you know, kind of like a brick wall to divide, you know? So I'll go full break down the walls lyrics on this shit. But yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> you guys get it. Yeah. When it is both a thing that I think is still active in conversation, but is not nearly, like Tom said, divisive, and not nearly done in the way of like framing or dismissing something. You know what I mean? Like I think even when somebody's like, oh, that's this metalcore band from – north carolina that's not someone necessarily dismissing it it's someone trying to kind of like state a fact this is a band who's influenced more is a more metallic yeah. band from this place if that makes sense yeah,
0: yeah. but i mean i think it, yeah it's much less divisive now
2: oh yeah then this would
0: have been at the end of the eight and end of the 90s beginning of the 2000s that it, you know what i mean like you know
2: Oh I think I think it, even later too I think it's still yeah. so so Tom you're Patrick you yeah. don't hear the conversation on do you think of youth crew as a full blown genre or was it kind of like a micro genre
1: Oh I think it I think it became a full blown genre It might not be yeah. anymore you know what I mean but it certainly I feel like kind of when and and you and i always clash over over the definition of demo core but i think when demo core became like for like do you remember like whatever that year was it was like a few years ago where it was like mm-hmm. just nonstop, right like
2: no I, I i think and i think maybe we clash but I, I think when we talk about it in exactly how you're talking about it i don't disagree at all like Well, there's a world where people only want demos.
1: uh, Sure. But do you remember, do you remember like when that was like so much the topic and that material by and large was some variation on youth crew. They might not feel that way. They might have thought that they were playing Boston. They might've thought that they were playing, (laughs) but they, that was all some variation of the, what I would call, I mean, okay. Tell me your thoughts on this, because your your youth crew had much, you know, more so than either Tom or I.
0: Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on.
1: There uh-huh. is a post-locking out youth crew. <sighs>
2: yeah, sure. Uh, well, a lot of
0: young blood stuff, right?
1: Mm, well, young. Okay, so, so young Blood's a no, great example because so what's the? Give me like the the prominent uh, label defining young blood releases.
2: Yo, so here's the thing: Dude. Iron Age, Iron Age, constant struggle. Um,
1: Not nobody's idea. Youth crew. <laughs>
2: nobody's idea of youth crew uh it, you have to go like their early stuff is the youth crew ish stuff but then it's like the big records i think of are desperate measures never enough time someone could throw that in the youth crew bucket but that's not how those dudes carried themselves per se they had cool shirts though um lights out overload you know um the line of judah record they did the later justice material not the early stuff that um locking out did striking distance march to your grave vinyl uh, life's Hollow, what happens next split 12 inch was definitely a not yeah uh, they did the carry on line is drawn seven inch but that's where carry on went more moshy uh, no that's still pretty youth crewish. Um but to get to their youth crew stuff you got to go like their late 90s rancor uh, blade crasher i guess you know did they do right on the parade <sighs> they did the the r- last ran the parade seven inch fired up which was initially a demo that was released as a seven inch by um, Youngblood for sure. Um, and there's stuff in there that leans that they're doing the last straw demo right now. Um, but it's, whoop. what the hell was that? ESPN. Um, yo, Youngblood, you asked the question. Let me, let me get to that Youngblood. It's, it's funny cause he had, he almost paralleled some of the locking out stuff and they, there was overlap there, but not totally. Um, a really fascinating label to pick apart, actually, and, and shout out to yeah, Sean and Joe. Um, but is there a post-locking out youth crew? Because
1: yes, okay, you,
2: you can, can, can. You can yes, l- l- but it's it's like it's like the early this. Triple B stuff.
1: H- hear my theory on this. I mm-hmm. think that locking out was the last innovation, like the last major. Like, uh, what do you what do you call it in? the... Uh, <laughs> What do you call it in uh, Christendom? Uh, it, it's the, it's the oh. Reformation. It's the last major <laughs> yes. Reformation of youth.
2: Group. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'll I'll co-sign on that. So, so was was Locking Out releasing the vinyl for a Terror LP? The end of the last Reformation of the let, the Church, the Holy Church of Youth Group.
1: I'll co-sign that.
2: <laughs> okay. So, I guess because uh, no, you're not you're not wrong because like Locking Out did this, and, and you know, like yo. I love Greg. I love mental. I love locking out. I love what they were doing. And I know a lot of people feel differently, but like, I just think that was one of the most fun, neat and high energy times, and it was fun to be near. What you said is right. They they had so much love and respect for the Revelation stuff, the early Rev material, the youth crew era, the New York hardcore of the era, the bad brains, Cro-Mags, all the hardcore that like to me was the coolest fucking thing. And they really wanted to figure out how to synthesize that and do a thing with it. And that's sort of, I think what locking out was started as and kind of like had this energy with it. People feel differently about it. I don't know what to say about that, but, but really like saying it might've been the last innovation in that world. It's not that wrong. You could say that there was some energy, from other spots like uh, like the first step, did a record after that. You know, you have some bands like Champion, etc. You have Mindset, certainly. You have React Records,
1: yeah, React was big in that
2: for thing. sure. But and but React had a much more faithful that's what I was gonna say. Tell me that. if I'm
1: wrong, but React feels to me, and I don't know. Listen, I'm just a Mindset fan on that last record, I don't actually know a ton of the React discography, whatever. But sure, I tell me if I'm wrong. It was maybe some crossover with with the have-heart energy, but was nevertheless more loyal to pre-Reformation youth crew sound. Is yes,
2: that- it's pre, pre-locking out Reformation for sure. Um, and what I'll say is that you would be familiar with some of it. Our uh, friend of the show, Paul, Singing Ships.
1: <laughs> yes, a real
2: expert on this. Do you remember what he got into post-Sinking Ships? He was basically like, yo, that was fun. I loved it. It was cool, cool, cool. But like, what I really want to do is a more faithful <laughs> youth crew kind of band, a label, or youth crew kind of band. And he did Gone But Not Forgotten, which was kind of very floor punch. Um, you have Get The Most, another band from the Northwest doing that stuff. Uh, obviously, Mindset. You have a few bands in that world. And like, yo, credit to React for doing a lot of different things they did. An give single early They did the band Noose from Chicago um, I'm trying to think They did a Fell to Low record Which is cool as shit So These dudes did More than just Youth crew Hardcore But it was a Straight edge label And they had that Kind of built into Their DNA So um, Yes it, it did take a more Pre-Reformation look At the world Than say Locking Out did
1: So Is youth crew Talked about Or not talked about <sighs>
2: I don't think it is no, okay, no. I, I, Tom, strong agree,
1: and and you guys shoot down my my genre thesis. If to our listeners, if you're on my side, write me,
0: <laughs> and he will not respond. Yeah, if that's a fact. If you really yeah. want to hit, reach out to him, reach out to us from through the email. Or <laughs> right, through right, right, right.
2: I'll, I'll 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 sign Patrick's name first. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um. That was an interesting rabbit think, yeah. hole to fall down. All yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I just, when I was thinking about it, I go, yeah. You know what? Like, when was the last time, like, could you picture a band, you know, that was doing the the t shirt over sweatshirt?
2: It's been well, a minute.
0: There was Step for Change.
2: A step for Change. Uh, out in, out, out West. Step for Change. That was
0: definitely had that vibe.
2: Mm-hmm, um,
0: there has the vibe, like, but I don't, they're not going you through. Well, like they had that vibe, but no, Except for the, Change was definitely...
2: More on the youth crew. crew. Wise yeah. um, sort of has that kind of energy. Um, there was a triple B band. So Glory, I think, didn't totally have a youth crew look or energy, but had a real straight ahead feel, which I really appreciated. I'm trying to think. There was a 12-inch that... Sam put out a few years back that I think got kind of overlooked. They were from Missouri, but it wasn't St. Louis and it wasn't Kansas City. I think it was like Springfield, Missouri, and I'm trying to find it right now. I actually own this somewhere. Hold on let me find this thing. but like even stuff like stick together or disengage those right. bands weren't youth crew per se, right like yes,
1: they count for okay, sure okay
2: you're gonna get okay, what about unified right? I'd count it. What about Fury?
1: I'd count it for sure. On Paramount, for sure.
2: Okay, so yeah, there you go. Then Glory would fall under that as well. Um, Not on Abuse of Power.
1: I mean, look, look. Uh, We should be clear for our listeners who aren't into Youth Crew at all. I am a Youth Crew hater, but I still acknowledge you don't need to be yelling the words Youth Crew
2: (laughs) to be a Youth Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Totally. And and then, so then you go to... um, Stuff like Step Forward, which I think is really good, fast hardcore, but under your definitions would probably follow under it. Which was Members of Mind Eraser, Members of Look Alive, Members of Have Heart. I mean, it took a little aesthetic. Did
1: it it just borrow the aesthetic, or did it actually? I don't remember honestly.
2: Um, More had a more modern aesthetic, but sound wise was from that world. But just you know, like yo, it's the same thing that Fury has done. It's like if if you do it well and kind of add your own flavor and twist, then all of a sudden it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel cosplay in the way that when people say it as a, as a derision, then that, you know, you, you avoid that. You avoid the thing where people are like, ugh, youth crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would, like, okay, for example, Have Heart, not a youth crew band. Never was, right?
1: But their early material fringes on it I was just gonna say I would count the early material I, I I would say if you if you posited that to me I'd go sure. you know I mean? <laughs> like I'd go okay yeah why not
2: yeah so I, I think there's some stuff like that that uh, that certainly falls into it man does some nobody have this record I might have to stop and go look in my record collection to get this record <laughs> out um, but uh, you know it's it is an interesting question just over time like is this something that's done has it evolved like like if we're saying fury youth crew oh free at last the free at last 12 inch Mm. i think that was actually a pretty good it was a little more melodic and it went there so yeah this is like 2016 this 12 inch i thought was really cool um and i don't think it got a lot of love at all especially i'm looking at it right now they don't even have the real cover on discogs sheesh um but I, I actually I need to revisit that record. I enjoyed it. Like I thought that was a cool record. Um not to be confused with this, which looks like it's a Jesus. No, that's not a Jesus youth crew. Which if you want to hear us talk about Christian youth crew, listen to the newest Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's Patreon content. It's very sexy. Patreon
2: content, that's where we get real hot. Um <sighs> Tom, I was thinking about for while Patrick is on the road, we're, we're pre booking a lot of recordings, but we might have to do a few without him. Um, doing an episode where we try to thin thin the herd and try to get the creme de la creme of youth crew that we think could appeal to Patrick, and then then bring him in for a follow up because That's we were thinking like I was just thinking like you know. I, I, Patrick is out on tour with uh, who you're out on tour with first thrice
1: thrice and touche.
2: Yeah. If you're out on tour with thrice and touche, there's nothing I could picture you wanting to do more than sitting in the van by yourself, listening to youth crew hardcore. Uh,
1: so there are tours I'm sure where I would actually rather do that. Uh, this one, I feel blessed. I like everybody on the tour. This is gonna be fun. Nah,
2: you're gonna have a great time. Uh, um,
1: the, the but there are tours where, like, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I I think that I yeah I would actually rather be listening to Free at Last in a car somewhere. That said,
2: let's let's flip the script and we'll get Jeremy on to do the Youth Crew episode. That would be fun because I think he's in. He he likes some of that stuff. I know for yeah, sure. He'd Be able to talk about it. So I think it would be all right. Um, guys, let's let's move forward from Youth Crew. Everyone else has. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. Much the same. I don't hear anyone talking about crossover. And when I say crossover, I mean, f- you know, f- mid 80s hardcore metal punk stuff like AF Cause for Alarm, um, DRI, COC, some of the best chromatic wishes. stuff. Uh, yep, best wishes. I don't hear people talking about that as a genre or those albums or the peak of those because I throw leeway in there too, you know, and maybe I yeah. shouldn't, but I do. I just always no, grouped right. it. But I don't hear people talking about crossover, which no. is and so it's some of we- the
0: biggest stuff going. Yes. This
2: is so Mind weird. Yes. Power Trip. Yeah, yeah, is- so so I, I think I said it either last episode or I will. Power Trip is underrated how important they were to hardcore over the last 10 years. Incredible. Yeah. And most bands when i hear i was listening to the one scene unity comp and that's a lot of like Moshier bands and different types of stuff but i'm hearing metal parts you know like like speed picking different little like metallic guitar like riffing that if that comp comes out in 95 or 96 or 98 you're not hearing that same stuff if
0: it came out in 2005 you wouldn't hear that shit
2: dead on but I don't hear people go and cite it, and I'm wondering why. And I have a couple of theories, but I'd like to know from you guys. I don't hear anyone talk about that genre, crossover.
0: No, no. Before we even get into that, though, we're coming up on a year. Is that true? Since Riley passed. Yeah. Yeah. End of August. So our thoughts are with him and his band, his family, and all the fans of and friends of his. Um, I, you know what? Because I think back then, crossover was like – it was something that was happening and they were in the in the middle of it. Yep. So they had to explain it but like what's mind force crossing over from?
2: No, right.
0: What's that heat crossing? You know what I'm saying? Like AF going from victim and pain to cause for alarm. You're like, "Oh, you're crossing over into like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thrash metal." <laughs> yes. You're yep. you're on the anthrax, you know, you know, Crumseckers are trying to you know, play the beacon with anthrax. Yes. They're not, you know, now it's like it's just part and parcel of hardcore. Like what I mean, like, you know, say Power Trip.
2: Yeah. Like
0: for for you know, ninety percent of the time that they were a band and and it was primarily hardcore kids that loved them. People consider them a straight up fucking hardcore band.
2: Oh, there's no question.
0: Like You know what I'm saying? Then it became like, oh, threat, you know, like when the the outside world kind of you know, picked up on on their greatness and stuff. Then it became like, oh, thrash metal pioneer. You know, like blah blah blah. But I mean, you go see them at the Acheron. Uh, they're a fucking hardcore band playing. You know, hardcore punk band playing the Acheron. One hundred percent. not play, You know what I'm saying? Like no, they're not. No, no. You know, there's crossover no crossover. Whatever.
2: That's a great point. Is the even the concept of crossover is sort of dated in the modern parlance, right? Like punk and hardcore and metal. Uh, And especially metal, it's like so much closer than it's like, what do you mean? Crossover. So it's almost this quaint notion, even though, yo, when I was a kid, like that, it was like this, like, hey, here's this notation, like, understand, you know, punk went metal, hardcore went metal in the mid 80s when X, Y, and Z happened. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But now, like, yo, there's hardcore bands who are riff, riff lifting off Metallica, and it's okay. And like no one's no one's questioning it. It's not weird. And it's not bad. I'm I'm with it, you know? And even more so, I think that for a lot of kids and a lot of like yo, there are many twenty two year olds who are so much better versed in metal than I am, that it blows my mind. Like hardcore kids who are just because it was like it was sort of part of their starter kit way more than it was for me. You know, like, you go into thrash metal, I, I can talk a, l- a little bit, but I can't get into, like, the fourth Exodus LP. Like, I can't talk to you about that in any sort of educated way. I, like, have to, like, sure. okay, let me sit with this. But I think a lot of kids, like, it wasn't just like, oh, let me let me open the box and, and sniff out cause for alarm and, you know, uh, crumb suckers and leeway. And these DRI records and whatever, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to whip this open. And yeah, I got those records, but also I got all these thrashed, full-on thrash metal records, and some of them rip, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Patrick, where are you at? Do you hear anyone talk about crossover?
1: No, I mean, certainly not referencing the genre. You know what I mean? Like, not by name ever. Uh, well, pardon me. That's actually not true music journalists will lump power trip and shit like that into it. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that I consider, okay, that's, that's thrash with hardcore roots. Uh, that's how it sounds to my ear. Uh, I guess that is technically yeah. the crossover, but
2: like Tom said, what's a crossing over from right and into it's
1: that. Not. That's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like in so many respects, I think that this is a, 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 a not a dead genre in that it doesn't sonically exist. Simply that it doesn't have, it doesn't have the meaning. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like I think that <clears throat> metallic riffing leads, speed picking, you know, like thrash parts. Like, yo, Dead Heat's not a crossover band. You could call them that because they're metal and hardcore. Yes. See,
1: okay, hold on. Is there an age thing? Because I actually... W- if you just asked yes, it's
2: an, me, an age thing. Yes, it's an age. Yeah. Thing. If you ask because I like, had it in my head, I'm like, yeah, they totally could be a crossover. Band.
1: I, w- I would but call them a crossover band if you asked me.
2: Like- I almost feel like you would only do that in this like retro, nostalgic wink and nod because Daddy, it's a hardcore band. Everything they do right, is a hardcore put, band. You know,
0: right? You put them, you know, fucking them, Mind Force and regular on, you know, in front of a younger person. It's all the same to them.
1: Yo.
2: You're right now, absolutely Patrick, Circle back to your genre conversation, Patrick.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, you're absolutely correct. I it mean, is- I would
2: guess. You know what
0: I mean? Then i not being like, well, Dead Heat is more yeah. crossover. while – you know, this is. No, thing you're right. More you're there. right. And, you know, like, and to them, it's like, you know, Regulate's got Mosh parts. It regulate's got metal parts. For sure. Workable, Leads. You know. yep. Yeah. Solos. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you are right over there, or whoever.
1: I, I so some, I got excited. I got, ex- I said, got excited. And then I... Kicked I, over some cans. I did. <laughs> my Yerba Mate went flying.
0: But, uh, did you have several cans? Like, have you just not hit the... Like, are you still freaked out about the cabinet doors being open? No, you
1: know... Jesus Christ, he loves those cabinet doors open. Um, No, I, but that's my...
0: It's fun to watch from afar. Listen, far, this is
1: my fault. Like...
0: You've created him. No, it's not that... He was a nice boy. You made him neurotic.
1: No, I didn't make him neurotic. He, but... No, my girlfriend blames me for not trying to get into Australia before everything went to shit. Right? Like, so she, she she'll occasionally say like, "Yo, you should have gotten here," and I'm like, "Listen."
0: In that two week window, when
1: yeah, truly, <laughs> like I say, listen. I'm a grown man living with another grown man. It's just very normal. It's you know, like <laughs> who cares? You know, I, I and I I try to tell her. In I'm like I say, look. In Los Angeles, people have roommates until their fifties. It's completely normal.
0: It's a necessary evil, necessary evil if you want to live in places that are expensive.
1: Oh, I mean San Francisco. That's an actual fact. San Francisco and Boston people do have roommates until they're like in their fifties. But, uh, but I I do think it's funny that whenever I find myself like, if I, I don't really complain about Eric, but if I was to complain about Eric, I would stop myself and go. I'm a grown man. I could live on my own if I wanted to. I choose to live with Eric. So, so like, what the fuck can I, I
0: mean, you'd be out in Glendale. Yeah. What
1: can I say about anything? Uh, by the way, this is apropos of nothing. Antidote, the band does not have a Wikipedia. However, torn down in the, in the beach. However, Drew Stone does no disrespect to Drew Stone, but if you all search antidote disambiguation, uh, it says antidote, a 1980s New York hardcore punk band that featured Drew Stone. That's a that's a hyperlink to a to to, to another Wikipedia site, and 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 Arthur Googie, right? And mm, and Googie. So
0: I mean, that should tell you all you need to know.
1: Everybody, if. Somebody make the, somebody make the Wikipedia for antidote, please. <laughs> I mean, it could just be a stub, but it should certainly. I use. mean, if
0: you've seen the fa- the new, the antidote Facebook, you'd know what is not a Wikipedia. Fuck.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just yeah. Well, there's two now. It's I know. Like,
1: I know. Put that in the Wikipedia. It's it's tragic, but put it in the Wikipedia. That there's two antidotes. Yeah, Ugh. it's gotta. Got oh,
2: do we need to know? Um, yeah. While we've been talking, I've been down a rabbit hole of. Uh, Google image search of Fanico yeah. Comics.
1: Ah, the good old days.
2: So, uh, sure. is, that? is that
0: Eric's voice that I hear
2: in the background? Whose voice? Did I not hear Eric? Did I make that up?
0: I heard another voice.
1: Oh no! Hmm. You, no, you're having like a Ghostbuster. It's gotta moment.
2: be. Oh me. um It's uh, it's Roger. He's just coming in from the other room for another voice. <laughs> um, so, so,
1: okay, where were we at? Is so it your oh. turn.
2: Is it your turn? I think it's your turn, PK. Okay. Or is it your turn, Tom. Oh, I don't know. No did did PK do
0: one that was like we don't have to go? Oh no, we've all gone around once, right? Or you,
2: I think we've gone Bob around twice. I just went twice. Bob just yes, went, yes, so I think that's yes. me. So that's yep. up.
1: Okay. Um, well, you guys professional
2: sh- podcasting, everyone.
1: You guys shit on my fucking unifying theory, which I thought was so clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what does that leave? Uh, let's see. Oh, boring topic. Absolutely boring topic. We've discussed it at length. So let's give this. Cool. A, let's
0: bring it up at eleven
2: thirty on a Wednesday. Let's give this a breezy <laughs> one.
1: Let's give it a breezy one. Veganism.
2: I've nobody's talking about veganism.
1: Nobody's talking about veganism. Everybody. What timeline? Are you living on? Everybody in the sound of my voice. If you are young, as many of our listeners are, you will live to see everything that. People had deep convictions in become passe, and in some respects, that's good because that means that a uh, uh, very many people have normalized veganism in my lifetime.
2: It's like crossover.
1: It's like crossover. It's
2: that's right. Yeah,
1: but it you just is, don't want to
2: see it go. You don't want to see veganism go, youth crew.
1: No, it, <laughs> it it's frankly bizarre to witness, and I know you guys have seen this. We've seen like we can talk about this within hardcore. We can say certain politics have come up and gone down. Um, Harry Krishna come up and gone down. Uh, You know, whatever it is, you could say this about so many things, but none of them felt so all encompassing and lifestyle ish to me than veganism. I am very much a grown man. Now I, I don't put vegan in my bio, but it is.
0: You know, XVX next year. It stuff? is an
1: essential part of of who I've been for now, the majority of my life, and to see it become a thing that is exclusively for old heads is so weird. There's.
0: So I don't know if it's exclusive. It's just it's become part and parcel. Like I feel like there's so many vegan young people. Absolutely, but but they're just not making it like their entire fucking identity. Yes. And Yo,
1: yes. Some ways that's great, right? So we we can agree on that some ways. But yep. I also think that, that that radical element you like that. I it, it it if I just try to take myself away from it for a second and say, okay, but but it, would that
0: You like a firebomb? You like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, yeah direct, no, mo- <laughs> no
1: moderation.
0: You want somebody to get up and before a drug church show and give a speech about like, hey, we're going to like Yell at the people outside the furrier. I well, get it. Can I say? Here, right, here's my theory, Pat. Yes, hit me. We've gotten to the era, the era, a time in history where there are people that are going to hardcore shows that have been raised vegan. Absolutely. Yes. While I I would say 1% of the people that we grew up with when we were kids going to hardcore shows yeah, p- p- were raised 0.03. vegan. Less, yeah. But I think now it's gotten to the point that. Whether their parents were punk and hardcore or Jace, different for any, you know, there's myriad reasons why people are vegan. I think there's people. So it's sort of like, I mean, that's just like kind of what I am. Like it's not something that I made this huge change that I need to let everyone else know. It's like, or that was I've a part of their hardcore experience. Milk.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, Tom, that's absolutely true. But can, can I, I'm going to get in some real old man bag and I want you guys to pull me out just as quick as I go, okay?
0: Good thing you, yeah, I mean, you are the oldest guy here, so. <laughs> so I definitely have
1: the grayest hair, I think. Tom, do you beat me in gray hair?
0: I don't know. Well, I was like, no, my hair's brown. And mo- people were like, motherfucker, your hair is gray. I'm like, don't do this. No,
2: man. you're a silver fox. Well, thanks. Um, Tom, I had a quick question before we go with hair. I think I have the – Pat, you might have me beat on – you might have more gray hair than me, but you have thicker hair than me right now. Okay. I think I'm last in the thick hair, which makes me sad. But, Tom, I wanted to ask you, you have fair skin. Yes. Light hair. Yes. Do you, if it's sunny out and you're not wearing a hat, will you get, will your head burn? Or is your hair thick enough that it doesn't get you? Because I, I just had to deal with some head burn. Sucks. oh no I get
0: like ridiculous okay honor.
2: it sucks it made like, ridic- it, it,
0: like five minutes and I'm like oh that hurts
2: hairs, uh, hats have almost always been purely vanity like oh let me wear this because I like wearing a hat and now I'm like oh I see the form or the function of these things so, the, the, yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah the utility of this fucking thing um, did it, I never tell you that story no all right very briefly yes very quickly so I,
0: I, I never always I didn't always wear glasses probably in the last five years I was like you gotta start wearing glasses your head hurts every time you look at something so I had gotten these, like, transition lenses, right, that become sunglasses. So I wore them out one day, not, not like, remembering, and I didn't realize how bright it was out. Mm. So I was like – and then I got home and I was like, yo, what the fuck? My whole head was, like, burned to a crisp. My face, my head, the whole nine yards. The next day, I wear a baseball cap um, and I went bike riding, whatever I did, but I got sweaty. I took my hat off. And there was literally a ring of skin that, that was like – that came off with that. Whoa. Hat. Like, oh. it was like it was just gone. So there was a point that literally like my forehead and like closer to my hairline were two different like shades of the the whitish pink that I am. Yeah, yeah. So I, have, I had a friend, like an ex that like worked in some like crazy fucking like club that was like, oh, you know – It's thirty thousand dollars to join and all these packages and stuff. So she like brought me in after hours. Yeah. And like gave me like the full fucking like pampering treatment. Like there was like I was like, I can't like walk around with like a fucking halo of a different color skin. Like (laughs) skin like look nuts. Bonkers. So it was like oxygen treatment and red light treatment and this kind of stuff and like all these different balms and all shit. And we were like probably half an hour into the whole fucking process, right? She's like doing the whole thing. And I'm like if I were paying for this, how much would this cost me so far? She's like, $17,000 something like that. What? And I was like, oh, Jesus. So, yeah. What? Now I re- I lather up and I wear a hat.
2: Bless up.
0: It was like some wild-ass place that the, like, you know, it's like, oh, there's like a, like, you know, uh, what's his face to go there? Scaramucci. Oh,
2: geez. <laughs>
0: like, people like that would go and they had they had like a an office. They had a, a conference room that like no one could actually enter with like, no cameras, no oh, okay, like it was like real sure. fucking sketch. But thank Christ because she saved me from not having
2: yeah 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 the burn man like
0: yeah third wave uh, second wave Scott fucking <laughs> <I>
2: <yeah. laughs> uh, Patrick. Last thing before we get back to whatever it was you were talking about. Um, I saw a dude on. I walked. I walked ten miles on the boardwalk yesterday, and Jesus. it was great. Tom, I walked from Bradley to Asbury to the end of Belmar and back to the end of Asbury. Uh, and That's then nice back walk. to Bradley Beach, yeah. Surf camp. Issa was there for three hours, so I had to do something. Saw a guy who looked so much like Hugh Patrick, but probably was like 6'5", that I almost stopped and was like, hey, can I take a picture? You look like a friend of mine. Um, but I, I didn't. I should have, though. I'll, I'll keep an eye out <laughs> next time. Uh, he looked very successful.
0: Uh, well, okay. I mean, he's walking out of boardwalk. Right. fucking.
2: Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon at three. He he was suited, but didn't look booted. Kind of was wearing a suit in that way that somebody like man he's he's wearing a suit, but also seems relaxed and happy. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, like fucking collar open, some kind of like summery shoe on. He's not, you know. Oh yeah, he's probably showing all like the crazy houses down in like Spring Lake or something.
2: Yes, D- that that is the vibe. Like I, I flip houses. All right, Patrick, back to the
1: thing back to the, well
2: <laughs> the thing whatever you said
0: before it's uh,
1: I think this is dreadfully boring uh, to so many people although there are a number of probably older listeners who relate uh, it's just yes I, I do agree with everything that Tom said it is it, there's just it's a generation of difference because there's been a lifetime of experience between the, the, when veganism became kind of subculturally relevant and, uh, and before that vegetarianism, which people forget was not, I mean, there was not time, nothing. Yeah. There was a time where that was odd, right? <laughs> like, so, so, yeah. uh, you always had vegetarians, but to be like an avowed vegetarian was odd. And so veganism, yeah, to, uh, veganism, a further extension, of course, but like uh, odd, odd things now it's not odd, but the, the, the sort of lack of, um, the lack of fervor, the lack of passion, et cetera. I was going. here's where I was going to get my old man back is, yes. <clears throat> uh, I'm not saying that people aren't politically active. Clearly very, this, these are very political times that we're in. Um, that said, if we can say that the average benefit show for a, a large cause barely made a dent, in some of these problems or no dent as it might be um but they they had a revolutionary spirit to them i feel like where we're at now which is more often a, an instagram post in solidarity makes less than a dent it becomes wallpaper and I don't want to say I'm worried. I don't know what the word would be. But I feel like the idea that some portion of you would become radicalized into direct action, as was the case with, with animal rights. Now, don't get me wrong. There's people that sacrifice their freedom and, the, and that's, that requires the brain of a 22-year-old who does not understand certain things. It requires like a real ability to become a zealot. But in some respects, I wish that there was music in our scene that was inspiring that type of passion question.
0: I think there is. is. Okay.
1: Okay. Go on.
0: I mean, I think if, you know, we're, you know, I bet you the percentages are similar. The people that like, you know, it's just easier to see now. So like, not everyone was like a fucking, you know, Burning down the furriers and the fucking, you know, full ALF style in 1998. But you saw it just because, you know, they were the loudest, you know, of the bunch. I feel like now it's like you see everybody's stance on everything. Yes. So it almost dilutes the amount of people that are probably still doing that same work. It's just in a different way.
1: Yes. I don't. I don't see anybody bombing a McDonald's. So here is my question:
2: Do either of you feel like there is any twenty-two year olds that want to be zealots?
1: Oh, sure, but I just think that I, I just think I do think there are, but I just think that
0: like who's the Earth Crisis that are going to bring them to bombing a?
1: Well, no. Oh, oh, I am sorry, Bob. Did you mean zealots broadly or or zealots for something as specific as animal rights?
2: As specific as animal rights, I mean, like I, I think. Or, I mean, even, I, I, I would say broadly, too. I just don't think that in the hardcore world, I think a, there's a lot less of that. There's so many less, there's a lot of talk and a lot of energy on certain topics, but I think things like, like identity as I'm vegetarian, I'm vegan, I'm straight edge, I'm X, singular idea stuff, has really like died on the vine in the past decade.
1: Well, okay, so here's where we And we're
2: become really unfashionable. It's just it's like Yes. I don't think anybody wants to be one thing. No, okay.
1: so so that's that's a good point. Uh what's called single issue causes uh, are completely passé and people have just taken on this notion of like fighting the patriarchy, for example, or fighting colonialism. So so under those under, under those umbrellas, you can be talking about 50 different struggles, you know? And, uh, that's kind of like a, for many people, like a catch all as far as like what your politics are and I'm not here to judge that, but like, I just think that that specificity of issue, regardless of what it is, like, like after I was listening to articles of faith, I, I went to the Wikipedia and it was like, you know, one of the members was a member of the uh, revolutionary uh, communist party at that time. Yes. And like, yo, that wasn't nothing. (laughs) Like that was, Oh, you're not, you know, by doing this as a young man, you're going to endanger your higher ability. Now it's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the uh, fucking uh, 1950s, but it was still going, it very much could damage your, I mean, look, I'm old enough that there was, when I had to fill out my selective service, my father and I almost got in a fistfight uh, because <laughs> uh, 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 because by any reasonable measure, I I am a pacifist that would refuse to, at least in the capacity of foreign wars. I would uh, there under no circumstances. But my father is not wrong when he says that he comes from a place where if you register as a conscientious, conscientious objector, it can damage your ability to work. You know what I mean? Th- this is all to say that there is a march of time, obviously, and things change, but the, I'm, I just think that the solidarity post against a broad topic such as patriarchy or, or systemic racism or colonialism or whatever it is, is it might have its, it might have a purpose. It might, but I do not think that the, and some of this so I don't think that there's that energy in the hardcore ether right now to, to the, for the specific, the specific fight, the specific, uh, struggle against whatever it is, uh, what, against the sure. Team. And part of that is where we're at as a society, of course. And that was my old man bag. And part of it is just that also in a hardcore at this exact moment, we're having a good time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not concerning ourselves with some of that other shit. And
0: or having the worst time,
1: or having the worst time, but
0: I mean, to be honest, because I feel like there's so much. Shit oh, that's going interesting, on. yo. What a- and that it's like you can't be like, I'm just gonna fucking worry about animal rights because then it's like, oh, shit. you know, like you know, watching people get killed by the fucking police, yeah, sure, or hard, or my energy there, or I gotta put my energy
1: in Afghanistan. straight edge,
2: like- veganism and vegetarianism, peacetime politics, and hardcore.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's uh, I'd be open to that idea for That's sure. That's a fair but way to look at it. Cl- yeah. Clinton. That's
2: interesting. Clinton
1: era problems.
2: You know. Right. How- yeah. Like, oh, don't do drugs. You know, Reagan. You know what I mean? Um, it's uh, it's something I've thought about. I because I, I think you're right. Nobody's talking about veganism in the way people used to. Now
0: well, it was revolutionary back then. Oh, now it felt
2: crazy. Yo, honestly, people were out here eating soggy tofu on seed bread. Like, you wouldn't understand what that is. It was bad. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> vegan food has come such a way. I have family
0: members being like, we were out at a restaurant. I had the Impossible Burger. I, I loved it. I'm going to try it. Again. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? If I was like, hey, can you eat, you know, like, Pat, what's a fucking 90s veggie burger? I mean, it was a fucking brick of crap. <laughs> it was, they'd have to fry fucking like ve- hour. The disgusting. very
1: luckiest you could get is to find a high quality bean, black bean burger.
2: Black yeah, bean burgers. Was Think the, about black right. bean patties at fucking Chili's. People were like, "Yo, shit." Yeah, now they would be like, "Fuck that." Give me, you
0: know, like I remember, even like in the early two thousands, I remember like our buddy Matt Miller being like, "Dude, fucking vegan mac and cheese."
1: Oh yeah, and oh fucking yeah, fucking
0: disgusting. Right. Like compared to what you can get now, like at that point he was so stoked, and I was he's he's like, "This is like eating like plaster," and it's like fucking you know, but it was like, well, it's something, yeah. Now it's like there's a comparable version of anything that you may want, Yo, uh, and a passable version. Two, two things.
2: Know. Shout out to the uh, Soy Not oy underscore unofficial Instagram account for for Wonderful. for anybody who's who's uh, forlorn for for days of vegan food gone bad. Um, to you guys know my my outrageous stance. I don't like beyond burgers or impossible burgers i eat like i eat bullshit like high protein pea burger Ooh, from Trader Joe's that
0: like Dr. Prager's.
1: Dr. Yeah, yeah, Prager? Th- you not go Dr. To Prager's trail, but Dr. like Dr. Prager, that. your burgers fall apart immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see but, you incarcerated now. <laughs> but that's
2: the that's the kind <laughs> well, of veggie burger I prefer. I honestly yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but but yo, I understand that's a very wild thing. Yo, <laughs> But you also have the option to have a real burger. That is correct. That's correct. So that correct. Like, well, that's totally like, correct.
0: Why am I going to go for like something that's like a step whatever mm-hmm. to the to either left or right or down? When I can have the real deal, like if you're going to have something different, you might as well have something real different.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that it does. It, it I mean, it's it's kind of my argument on it. But like, I'll also be real. Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers, like they're they're a, they're a good simulacra of it. You know, it, it's not it's not a million miles off. And I encourage people who just eat shit burgers to switch over to those because they're better. I don't eat shit burgers. Um, uh, yo, I I I think it's. <clears throat> I think that veganism is so much more normalized in a global sense. Like, there's people who've never heard Earth Crisis who are vegan. I think we've talked about this before, you know. And there's people in your town who are vegan who 30 years ago there just weren't people in this town who were vegan. You know, just the weird teens, basically. You know, and maybe that one yoga kid, um, yoga mom. But my question for you is this: Pat, is is perfection? Uh, what, do, what do we say? Is perfection the death of pretty good? You know what I mean? Is absolutism is, is the per, hard is on the this? It's the perfect
1: yes. enemy. It's the perfect enemy. That's right. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. sure, But, but here's my thing. You,
2: you have I'm, never come down on me one time about whatever food I eat, which is cool and it's a good thing, even if you have said that uh, only vegans are truly compassionate humans, which is kind of a crazy thing. But it's okay.
1: I mean um, all, only vegans are getting through the gates of heaven but it it's a uh, it, it, but, but the, right. the the thing is that like yeah of course like I, but that's my I mean that's m- my world view is that I think it's wrong to alter another human's behavior it, like you, correct, just, you correct. just you just stay off my lawn you could actually kill total strangers just stay off
2: my yeah, lawn yeah no I know I know but, well, so, well so so but but my thought is I wonder if that is sort of the energy we see out there more so now. And if that's a bad thing or a good thing, like, like that, I know for me when there's been times in my life and I've never been vegetarian or vegan, Tom, you got to, but I've met people in my life who are like, yeah, I'm vegetarian, but I eat fish. And I'm like, well, that means you're not really vegetarian. You're, not, you're, not right. you're, you're, right? you're
1: struggling with words.
2: Right, right, right. But then I go, you know what? It's only hardcore It does that. Right. And you go, you go. Okay, you know, if this woman eats a fucking fish filet once a month, that's probably a net positive here, right? Um, for people who really care about that or whatever things go along with the positives of vegetarian or vegan diets.
0: I mean, how many civilians do you know that say they don't drink and you've seen them drink?
1: Yeah, what, sure. But what, 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 what they mean. mean they don't drink a lot. Yeah.
2: And exactly. Right. To us, you're like, how fucking dare yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, and if somebody wanted it's to. It's all say, or nothing, bro. Right. Yeah. Right. And that absolutist thing is tough. And we sit here as three literal adult humans who are like, yeah, straight edge. Yeah. The straight edge in your face. And you know what st- I mean?
0: Still the fucking coolest
2: thing I've ever Right, done. Right. Right. But I do think, um, I do think it's an interesting piece because i do strongly agree i never see people actually talking about veganism i do occasionally see weird infographics shared but but i you know they, they might as well be interspersed with someone eating uh, a cool hamburger at a restaurant like it doesn't you know what i mean
0: yeah and my experience like the people that are really pushing that are kind of fucking annoying
1: mm-hmm. oh i mean mm-hmm. sure
0: like that have like the fucking you know for the majority of the time Yeah. well not majority a good that was people that email. i know that are super annoying about their veganism yeah. or they are straight edge I mean, or i mean i mean
1: i'm very sympathetic like i follow people who still put like in their instagram stories slaughterhouse videos and yep 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 i, I got a few of those and i there there Here. is not a reason on earth that i need to see a slaughterhouse video but sure
0: no but someone else someone might, else
1: might. Mm-hmm. Uh, i never i never thought that, that stuff was it's I, it's it's like a real scattershot approach to convincing people because you can't
2: watch that can you you oh, don't watch that no shit, i right? no,
1: i'm horrified by that shit i can't okay, i can't okay, watch okay. that with Just the, double check. but
2: like do you like how what's the what's the success rate
1: that's what i'm saying it's, you know? it's less than one but but here's the deal you convince one person not to touch meat again in their adult life and you've you've saved a lot of animals you know what I mean? So like, well, and that's, that's 100% of the way
2: a lot of people look at it. And like, yo, I'm really not mad at them for that. No.
1: And that's why I'm not mad at like, like I agree with Tom. Like there's some insufferable weirdos out there. Yes. Oh my God. But in the same way, and people hate this, uh, people hate what I'm about to say. I do not at all judge religious people pressing me. Yeah. Uh, like if you come to my house, you got something to sell. If you see me out and you got something to say, I, I just say, thank you. And the reason for that is because if you, in your heart misguided, though, it may be in my view, believe that I'm going to burn in hell. (laughs) If I don't accept what you're selling, then you are trying to help me, not harm me. We just have very different ideas of help. Now, with that, if intent matters at all, and I believe it does, then, yes. then, okay, man, all you're going to get is a placating, okay, man, but you're not going to, I'm not going to put my, I'm, I'm not going to put my nose against your nose and do a shouting match over some ridiculous bullshit. It's like, so same thing with veganism. Like I understand how some people feel judged when, when people are pushy about it, I understand how some people just simply don't want to see animals being slaughtered on their fucking timeline. Right. But, uh, I also, I think that the spirit of that, which is, Hey, I just can't handle it anymore. Like I thought about what it means to to, like, I thought about how much I value my own life. And I thought about how much animals likely value their own. And I just can't, I have to say something today now is that is so much of that probably motivated by the same narcissism that motivates everything on social media. Yeah, of course. But the, the, uh, I, I, I'm just not mad at that type of pushiness, even if people are very annoying. So sorry, I'm off on one.
2: No, I mean, it's a conversation we circle back to. I was thinking as we're talking about this, I was like, you know, I hope people don't, trip on us talking about this because it's an interesting topic i think it never stops being interesting is to talk about these ideas this is one of the biggest ideas that was going in hardcore in general i think it's something that's really permeated throughout the world and and we're in a place right now where you know like i am someone who's never wanted to be guided by my dietary or or lead with my dietary choices you know, and be like, "This is who I am." It's just not my vibe, not what I'm about. Before, but I also think I also think it's important to be conscious of what you do now and how uh, that impacts the larger world.
1: Before we finish here, which we're probably running long now, uh, and it's late where you guys are, can I introduce a wild card? Yeah,
2: I got to go. And I want to get. We got to get Toms, but please oh, okay. introduce a wild card. Oh, man.
1: Well, I, I was going to throw. Eric just walked into my bedroom and started speaking gibberish to me, and I don't understand what he's doing. But I was going to mm. put. I was going to put him on the spot and say, what aren't people talking about? Do, do you think he'll have an answer?
2: Let's yes. do that, and we'll close with Tom's, because I, I think Tom's probably got some fun. Yeah, let's see what he'll say.
1: Eric, what is a thing in hardcore music, subculture, etc., that we're simply not talking about? Not axe to grind, necessarily, but like something that you think people should be talking about, or things that they just always did and now don't? Everyone's too soft. <laughs> that's a, that's a value judgment. I'm asking you.
0: Yeah, yeah it's not like tell him to finish talking the statement. About Nobody's the softness no. of the of the hardcore scene. Everyone's too. They're too mushy. They're too. They're net bangers.
1: Uh, Eric is very. Eric is like got some weird net beef that he's like he's looking to resolve in person. Oh, jeez he's
2: he's, oh, Do you live with a gang
0: member now? What happened?
1: Pat? He's yelling. Show up. I I, I don't know, guys. It's uh, Tom. Do we
0: have a name? Is there a person that he's trying I'd to fight? Listen.
1: It's do you have can a we problem, a with Eric camera? Wilson.
0: Let me say Paul. something. It is. You got a problem with Pat. It him. is
1: utterly. It is utterly pathetic that anybody has a beef in 2021. I'm looking at a photo of a bunch of Afghans on a plane that are fearing for their life. Don't let's not punch each other over nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, or let's let's call a six month amnesty. your roommate. Let's B. call a six month amnesty on punching each other. It's like an un- right,
0: right. It's there's like a no, uh, no. Uh, what's that? A ceasefire. For yes.
2: time yeah, yeah, yeah. So what way, happens after the six months? It's it's so it's today is August 18th, September, it's on. October, November, February 18th. Okay. It's just on February 18th is un is purge day. Well, hardcore purge. We're gonna do a big show. Oh, that's what we do. We do a big purge fest.
1: All right, write it down. And and I just I just no want to point out Eric is now in the in the kitchen yelling, "Don't waste my time to nobody." So <laughs> is he
2: opening every cabinet available and leaving it that way?
1: Oh no, it's getting weird in this house. Uh Tom, I is he yelling is that signal, yeah, he is sick. Like yeah, he's going full here? sick of it all. Um Tom, uh, you have the floor.
0: Well, I don't know what to do after that.
2: <laughs> well, we can <laughs> rap if you want. That gibberish? I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah. The fucking live psychotic break. I mean it's it's
2: true. It's true.
0: Um I mean mine is not nearly as fucking ridiculous as him being like no, give us a good soft.
1: One. But, but I mean like it's a soft guy. I, I, it's weird, soft. but he listens to Master it's Killer all day, vicious. so it's like you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, so do I. <laughs> I'm not <a> tough, guy. <laughs> tough guys actually listen to Master Killer
2: too. Yo, that's me. a good zine name. Somebody write the zine: a steady diet of Master Killer. <laughs> Let's see what comes out. <laughs> yeah, it'll put you in a state.
0: reflect. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna end with one that might be fun or it might be terrible.
2: Okay.
0: It's been a week, so I tried. Something that people are no longer talking about that was incredibly prevalent for a very long time.
1: Mm.
0: Merch with zippers.
2: Oh. So I think we're pre- –
0: I was almost going track jacket, but I feel like that was two of a time. Yeah. But I feel like are there bands out there that don't make pullover hoodies? or or I feel like the track jacket and the zip-up sweatshirt have gone the way of the dodo.
2: I I think I'll even go, I don't see that many zip hoods these days. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: There's no merchant zippers anymore.
2: Are zip hoods exclusively throwback merch at this point?
1: Interesting. yo.
0: I feel like Pennywise makes them, but like you can't get a mind for a zip up hood. Everything's
1: pulled. I'm dated because I didn't know this.
0: Yo, I mean, but but think here's about the thing. It, Pat. Think that about it. Was the it. last time you saw a zip up like?
2: Do they even allow zip up hoodies to be sold on big cartel stores? What? Just think about it. Have you seen a zip hood be sold on a big cartel? What,
1: is it against the think law? Think about I don't the know eras. What, you, what, what, what are just, you saying?
2: I'm saying, I'm saying, era wise, they predate the big cartel era.
1: Holy shit! You guys Man. are blowing my mind. I don't wear. I, know. I don't. I don't think I own any band sweatshirts. I think I. Have like probably inherited.
2: This is this is one you can call okay. in Mr. Wilson on, I think yeah, ask the fucking master. Hey, yeah, I think he's right. Ask him the last time he saw a zip hood for sale. From they want bank. you to
1: sing Downfall of Christ. <laughs> uh, so here, here's Eric. Your time here, is here's here's the question. Uh, d- d- are zip hoods over?
0: Yeah, probably. I haven't seen
2: those around in a while. But they could make a comeback. Remember Bane, the Bane zip-ups? It Bane,
1: but, but
0: that's
2: twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, two thousand one. You know what I mean? That's two thousand one. Yeah. It's we're, due. It's due. Mean, it's due for a comeback. Well, this is. We're, I'm fall. saying it might be strictly throwback.
0: Throwback. An did them relatively recently
2: because because there was
0: that an self-referential, so,
2: right? You know what I mean? Yes. Oh my
0: god! But then was the last time someone was like. A band with members under thirty-five put out a uh, a, a, a piece of merch with a with a zipper, whether it be a track jacket, yeah. which we're, we did track jackets, uh-huh. or
1: a you zip guys hood. are blowing yeah. my mind.
2: This is really wild. I mean, I can't wait for. Hold Pat to on, let's out see form, drug yeah. church merch. Let's see drug church's merch now store. Of course, expect nothing less. <laughs> t-shirt, t-shirt, pullover hoodie, tawny t-shirt, t-shirt. We got some CDs for sale. Pullover hoodie, long sleeve T-shirt. That's it. Oh, next page. Let's let's dig deep in the archives. Didn't Patrick, we do, have you we ever did work shirts? Work shirts are cool. <laughs> you really have yeah, time. Uh, that's that Mad that's Work shirts are cool. More work. Yo, ask Eric if he's willing souls. to start a, a podcast called Mad Ska. I'll
0: do a, I'll do a podcast. He on he Mad yell ska. I'll that the entire time. time. I think
2: it's a good. I think it's a good name. That's a that might just be a name of a, a like a fucking. All right, I'm I am doing a little dive here because this is the best theory we've posited, way better than any of our our dorm room veganism talk. Um, let's see, sweatshirts. I'm going to one of the more prolific stores in our world. deathwishing.com.
1: Oh, I was I thought you meant the I thought you meant the terror merch store. No.
2: <laughs> which one? Or like the story so far um, or something. All right. So, I see Birds and Row, zip hood but it's completely sold out. I've seen they're, zipp- they're popular. If anyone has them, burn Europe. zip hood, but it's from several years ago. Also, out. they did a purple zip hood. Wow, that's probably wild. Um, cave in zip hood, but that doesn't hit the the qualifier. Okay, so they have some zip up hoodies
0: for old man bands
2: for bands over and birds
0: and rower mm, from Europe.
2: Yep, and and they're they've, they've been, been a good. band for like a decade. Um,
0: yeah, so yeah. They're in their 30s. Wow. Minimally.
2: Yeah, I don't think. So so is this a zipper aversion? Do we think people are allergic to to metal? No, no, I don't know. I h- I hate this news. This is wild. Zip hood is are I mean, very XYZ useful. X Y is Z isn't
0: like deep shit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> they were up there with Amazon. They're like no one buying. No one's buying us anymore. Yeah. Everyone's wearing. Wow. Dude, everyone's wearing pull over sweatshirts, and um, and track and uh, what did they call them? Um.
2: Tearaway pants. Joggers.
0: <laughs> Everyone's wearing joggers. Joggers don't come with fucking no. You're zippers right. Either.
2: Joggers are comfy though. I like them. Okay. They're so comfortable. No. All right, yo. Um, if you or anyone you know has seen a band with zip hood merch under the age of thirty five, please contact. Yo, I have been a hardcore, band less than five yeah, years. Hardcore Unsolved yeah. Mysteries. Doo, 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 doo. Get the Unsolved Mysteries music and play it to close us out here, Patrick. Done.